0: It's the Better Brothers, baby.
1: Wow, well, what's going on? What's going on? We back Better Brothers podcast. It's your boy Cole, episode number eighty-three. We back for another week of, of, of interesting talk and topics. Uh, what's up, Ryan? How you feeling?
0: Wow, what's going on, Cole? Man, it's again, it's a, another blessing to be back another week uh, to discuss what's going on in our
1: ever-changing world. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Today we have a special guest with us, um, Jerry Wiley, former captain of the Birmingham Police Department. Uh, he's here today to discuss the current issues going on and have that dialogue between police officers and the black community and just inner cities in, in general. How are you doing today, Jerry?
2: I'm doing really well. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on and and giving us uh, an opportunity to have some dialogue and and see if we can't work some stuff out.
1: Uh, Good. Shout shout out Alan, for making this episode possible. Good dude, good brother, friend of the show. So, yeah, man. So, Jerry, tell us a little bit about yourself growing up. Tell us about, you know what I'm saying, Uh, how you became captain of the police department and and how you got interested in in law enforcement.
2: Yeah, I can start that a little bit. I, I uh, I was born in Ohio. Uh, we, we, we grew up in Ohio till about 12, 12 years old. My mother, uh, moved to New Orleans and, uh, that's kind of where I grew up went to high school there. I went to the, uh, uh, West Jeff high school on the West Bank, uh, spent a lot of time in there became a Saints fan. I love New Orleans. I go back to New Orleans every chance I get. In fact, me and my wife go there every five years on our anniversary. Uh, we were just there last March, right before, literally the week before the, uh, the COVID stuff hit. We, we were we were down there celebrating our 25th anniversary. Uh, so I grew up down there. I started at the Sheriff's Office there in New Orleans, at the uh, Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office when Charles C. Fody Jr. was the Sheriff. It's probably, y'all probably don't even know that name. He's probably gone now.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that was <laughs> in 1980. Oh yeah, I wasn't uh, going started, yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I thought. So I started there in 1980. Uh, i my wife we we got married down there and uh she was from Birmingham Alabama her her dad was in the military and he was stationed down there in Algiers uh, they eventually when he retired moved back to Alabama my wife always wanted to go back to Alabama so we figured out a way and I told her if I get hired with the police department here we came back so turns out I did uh Birmingham uh hired me in 1986 and and I've been here in Birmingham ever since. Uh, so, '86, I retired in uh, 2016. So it was right after 30 years, is, is what I was here uh, with Birmingham in the six years at the sheriff's office. So I got 36 years of law enforcement in me. It's a lot of,
1: it's a lot of time, a lot of work.
2: Yeah, a lot of work. Uh, it, you, you asked me how I got involved in it. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was a job. You know, that's I kind of you know, I was 19 years old there to the sheriff's office in New Orleans, and it was a good job. But but at some point, it became part of a calling to me. Uh, more specifically, when I got up here to Birmingham, uh, start out like everybody else. I'll give you a little background about my career here in Birmingham. Uh, a, after the academy, everybody goes patrol. Most police departments are the same way. Everybody goes to the academy, then you go become a patrol officer for a while. Some people go to different. Specialized things. You know, a lot of people come SWAT officers. Some people go do detective stuff. Other people do evidence technician. I went to the narcotics unit. I worked narcotics units uh, for 14 years of my career. Uh, So, just need to be uh, uh, upfront with that because if we start talking, I'm going to get you into some of the thinking I've had, and and a lot of that was developed in the narcotics unit, but most of it was, was. was developed after narcotics when I started getting promoted and moving up through the ranks and stuff like that. So I had 14 years in the narcotics unit, got promoted to, to sergeant. I was At that time, I was assigned to the DEA task force. I worked for them for about seven years and uh, pretty much did all that until I got promoted to lieutenant. When I got promoted lieutenant, uh, I went here in Birmingham, was our West Precinct, and uh, I used to tell people all the time, I was on the evening shift. Uh, different departments call them different things. Our evening shift was... Uh, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. at night and uh we was in the most uh crime ridden precinct in the in, in the city so i used to tell people i was the uh, uh commander of the most dangerous shift in the most dangerous precinct in the most dangerous city in the state of alabama so uh change that a little bit because i now because because i because i understand how offensive that sounds to a lot of people so we go busiest now so that's what i used to go to uh we had a uh, it was pretty much inner city, uh, a lot of uh, underprivileged people, a lot of underserved people in our community uh, dealing with a lot of struggles and everything. And I think during all that time as a precinct lieutenant, uh, I think I kind of developed my uh, my thinking on, on how police should be done. I knew we were doing it wrong. Uh, But even as a precinct lieutenant, you don't have a whole lot of control over that. You kind of just do what you do and try to keep your guys doing what they're supposed to be doing. I became a captain 2009, I believe it was. Uh, Worked in the administrative bureau for a year. Uh, Really didn't like that. Uh, It was just I didn't feel like I was doing anything for you know, fighting crime, helping the community, stuff like that. I asked the chief of police to send me back to the West Precinct, who had it open as a, the commander. And he sent me out there as the commander of the precinct, and, and, and I worked there uh, for another three or four years and uh, really developed my, my, uh, my thinking on how to, how to interact with the community, how police officers interact with the community. And uh, we did that for about four years, got crime down. And then the chief sent me back, and I was a second to command over the entire patrol bureau of the uh, Birmingham Police Department until I retired in 2016. So that's real quick. That, that's how we got up there.
1: Yeah, man. That's a that's a lot of police work and a lot of experience, a lot of a lot of you know what I'm saying. Just a lot of stuff, man. Especially from starting way back then in the 80s, and it, seems, it sounds like the like said you was in the the, um, the narcotics division around the time the crack ever started and stuff like that. Correct.
2: Yeah, we we were in the middle of the crack wars. You're exactly right, and uh, uh, talked about it with kind of uh, some of my friends in New York City, who's got me involved in in some of this work and and, and things like that. And, and and in hindsight, we know what happened. In hindsight, we we understand some of the the the. The that we put on people, but 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 going back and just being perfectly honest with you, there was a lot of murder going on, there was a lot of violence going on, and 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 and, and you know we thought we were doing the best thing and attacking it the way we did. Again, in hindsight, uh, it turns out maybe we we took the wrong approach. And what I mean by we is just law enforcement in general. And uh, you know I. But at the same time, I don't have any regrets because we were doing and, you know, my opinion and, and it still is my opinion that we were doing God's work and we were helping as many people as we could. So uh, it turns out there was just some unintended consequences that we didn't see happening at the time. That's probably where I stand at, at this point. You know,
1: it makes sense. Like I said, I mean, at the time, like, how would you know? You know what I'm saying? And then with the with the government, pretty much, I think, they had they hand in it and how they and how they pretty much approached it from the, 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 the sneaky behind the scene aspect of it. They they, they use kind of the, the police and the and the the, the the already racial kind of tension to to feel the police uh, departments to basically do their
2: job for them. I think you're exactly right and I think that's what we're learning. Uh, I need your if y'all ever get the time to look up the John Ehrlichman comments and everything and in fact I pass that off to Alan. Uh one day last week, John Ehrlichman was, uh, I think he was the chief of staff for Nixon, and uh, after he got charged, and I think after he went to jail for uh, uh, the Watergate stuff, I think there was an interview later, and he talked about the war on uh, crime and the war on drugs that actually the Nixon administration started in the late 60s. Uh, I think that's really interesting for everybody to go look at, uh, where he actually admitted that The Nixon White House, specifically said the Nixon White House, had two enemies back then. And that's what he called them, two enemies. And it was the blacks. He didn't say the Black Panthers. He didn't say, you know, bad elements in the black community. He said the blacks were our enemies and the anti-war hippies were our enemies. And then what they did was, and he admits it, that they had a uh, purposeful campaign to uh, uh, disparage those two groups with the drug war. Uh, and I guess with the black community, they did it with heroin, with the uh, anti-war hippie movement. They did it you know, with the psychedelic drugs and the marijuana at the time and everything like that, and, and, and made a concerted effort through media and, 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 and everything they did to disparage those two com- communities. So we're talking in the late 60s, early 70s. And that continued on for the, what, next 50 years. So if if you got your government doing everything it can to disparage your community, how—I mean, that's what I told Alan in a tweet. Are we not surprised about what's going on right now? Because it's been a purposeful operation to place in the minds of the general public that the black community— and then to a lesser extent, to I be mean, quite frankly, the hippie movement was enemy of the US government. And that's what happened. Um, and I didn't make it up. It's not my opinion. Again, John Earley in the interview, everybody can go look at it.
0: That's crazy. I actually prior to us I actually recorded a call,
1: I, I was speaking with Pose. You're kinda low, right?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say low.
1: Sorry, sorry you guys hear me now, and then we good? Little little low. Can you uh trying to fix it. Are uh, you good? Yeah,
0: you good. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, but one of the questions I had prior to us um, even recording this was what was it about marijuana that made, you know, police officers feel like someone was about to go rob a bank or murder <laughs> an entire community would well, really, you know, it, statistics show it. it's really not that. But hearing from you that these drugs were really placed in communities, um, as well as the messaging behind them, to destroy people, it all makes sense.
2: Yeah, I I don't know if it was placed there. I I wouldn't go so far as to say the government placed it there. Uh, There's probably a whole lot lot of people, a whole lot smarter than me that could probably uh, speak on that stuff. I will say this, and and, and if you want to know how that happens, I'll I'll give you a quick reason why that happened, that, that marijuana at some point became so... I don't know. Uh, let's just say this: every state, you know, had some sort of level. I guess back then it was just, you know, uh, it was felony. And, and I'll just tell you how police work. Uh, police are judged, and we can talk about that a little bit later if you want about my my. Again, I think some of your questions are how how, the, how we can get better. Police are judges are wrong word. Police are evaluated on the performance of their duties. By how many arrests they make and how many tickets they write. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And for, for some reason, uh, you know, to me, an arresting is an arrest, and as we say, a body is a body, but it really do not work that way. Because you got misdemeanor arrests, you know, minor stuff like drinking in public, maybe some disorderly conduct, you know, all, all those minor arrests, you go you can arrest somebody for and make bond and get out. And then you have the felonies. And and for decades and decades, marijuana was one of those felony arrests, and and, and I don't know why. I was like it. Uh, I never understood it as I got older. What was the difference? But but for we didn't get any credit for it. I didn't get any more money uh, for making an arrest for a misdemeanor or fight versus a felony. A felony, but on, yes, sir. Police officers judge felony arrest has a higher value arrest, uh, is a way to put it, than a misdemeanor arrest. So if marijuana is, is a felony, then they're, they're going to shift their focus into marijuana. If crack cocaine is the felony of, of the choice, they're going to do that. Uh, auto theft is a felony. Uh, you know, So a lot of the stuff, they get a little bit more credit. Not any more money, so credit is kind of silly, by the way. <laughs> you know, this is again this is from a supervisor of a lot of police officers, so I understand how it works. So so it's but, kinda like
1: a kind of like an empty stat.
2: Yeah, they're all empty stats. gonna talk about that later too, because I really believe law enforcement over the last 50 to 60, maybe 70 years, got away from our core values. Our core value is to prevent crime. That's it. Prevent crime and to keep the community safe. But somehow or another, somewhere in the 50 years, 60 years, 20, 30 years ago when I started working, we shifted from preventing crime to arresting criminals, right, in our minds. So, so I used to say this to the community groups I used to go to and I'd talk about our crime stats and how they got crime down and stuff like this. And, and and I used to even tell my police officers when I got over the charge of the precinct about my philosophy on, 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 on law enforcement. And, and I'm going to tell you what I told them. And, and it sounds crazy when I when I phrase this question to you. It's going to sound crazy. But but here's what I here I'm going to ask you for your police department, your community. What do you want your police department to believe? Do you want your police department to be really good at preventing crime, stopping crime before it happens, or do you want your police department to be really good at catching people after they committed the crime?
1: Um. I think it's kind of hard to prevent a crime because police can't, can't be around 24-7. Like if something like a petty crime, something like that, they can't really prevent it. I think, I think, I think, I, to me, I think most police work is proactive. Like, like they, they, it, it says preventing crime, but I think they more, they more, they, they basically react to crime that's already been done or crime that's about to happen. Like if somebody, if somebody calls and say a crime about to be committed or, you almost know, like a situation, like a domestic violence or something, and people are arguing, yeah, that's, that's preventing it, that's, you get there, and maybe it, something won't happen, but if a crime uh-huh. is already committed, I think that's, that's like, kind of like, they, they're more to me, they, the call to the police is kind of reaction after the crime, and they're coming to assist assess the situation. So, okay. I, would, I would say there, to me, I would rather them catch people, like, I, I don't, like the people that, that say the, the, the bullshit black-on-black black crime theory, I, I think that's, that's stupid, because we want we want the, the, the police to catch those criminals who, who kill kids, who who, who shoot each other in the streets, yeah. who who kill the mothers, yeah. who are shooting crowds. We, we we want those guys in jail. As 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 people that that go out and do public stuff ourselves. We don't we, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We want those guys to be caught. The the what Robert saying with the weed stuff, I understand that how it uh, back then, but now we know that weed is not that bad. It's still a drug. It's still legal in most in certain states. And I don't get why it's legal in certain states, and you, you could cross the state cross the state line <laughs> over there and get arrested for the same shit that was right. legal in the state you just came from. But that's a different topic. We it's get cruel. to that later. But the I like the the the, the peric crime thing. It, it kind of um. It, that's that's hard for me to answer because, like I said, I think I think most police work is is, is reaction to to crime.
2: Well, you're right. You're you're absolutely right, and that's what we've had. But but, but I, I I think in a way, of, you're thinking about the most serious crime. By the way, and I, and I agree with you. You can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little secret. The police can't stop homicides. There ain't no way in the world we can stop homicides. Yes,
1: that's that kind of my point. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And any police chief police officer says that they had anything to do with homicides going down they're They're just, they're just being disingenuous. Now, I used to say this all the time when we, we had our weekly crime meetings uh, with the chief and everything. And I said, you know, that's fine. If you want to take credit for homicides going down, but you better take the blame when homicides go up also. So you can't yep. have both ways, <laughs> but, uh, But so, yes, on the serious crimes, you know, and most of that's reactionary. You know, I'm just talking about that there's some situations uh, where I think uh, officer presence uh, will prevent a lot of crime. Uh, And not just, I mean, just literally doing what we were supposed to do, driving around, being visible, being part of the community and and stuff like that. That, That's, to me, what I think is, is our primary goal. And and you're right, we became reactionary. Uh we came became basically what we're turning into is basically like the fire department. You know, call us when call yeah. us when there's a fire, we'll come put it out. But pretty much that's what police have come to. Call me when you committed a crime and I'll come write your report and, and we'll see what we can do about it later.
1: My thing is with that, I understand like prevent like I said like a drunk driver, okay if you're drunk and you stop him before he can hurt someone, that's 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 preventing um, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, like you see, reckless driving or even speeding. I understand that if I'm going too fast, I could lose control. Anybody, if, if you're going too fast, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that is is is, is preventing because if you if you stop me and get a ticket, yeah. you, if you stop me and you give me a ticket, I'm gonna slow down afterwards. So that's that's you know what I'm saying? Preventing something from happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that I understand, like like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. um so like i said that's not, like me speeding is me i, I can't get mad I, mean, I, I, I can get mad but at the same time i was always I doing speeding you know what i'm saying but it, 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 it and nothing too it just comes to where speeding can turn into a deadly situation for the the you yeah. know what i'm saying the, our group of people and even certain people like even if we like i said we get nervous so if we if we fidgety and to a certain point or we look nervous it's because we watch the news we see these videos it's and not, not not necessarily mean that I got something with me or um guilty of something it just means that I know how these things can go from zero to 100 in a matter of uh, a certain word I say a certain Second. look you know what I'm saying so that's, that's my thing I understand I was speaking sir let me get my ticket let me roll out you know what I'm saying I, 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 I know like I said a lot of people don't want to challenge the cops I feel like you know your rights as fine but most cops don't want to hear that I, I know my race is bullshit, cause dude, they, 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 their egos are saying you testing me. I, my thing, I, I just want to make it home, so I'ma put my hands on the steering wheel. If, if, if something goes wrong, or, or, or I feel like you wasn't being professional, I will make a complaint after the fact, after I made it home. You know? So, with ha, what, what's your experience with with simple traffic stops, and and how right. can how can we prevent? These things from happening have be sent on the news.
2: Well, uh, for the most part, uh, you're saying all the right things. I used to tell my officers too when when they got them in these in these situations is uh, quit taking everything so personal. Just like what you just said, uh, that they the officers feel like you're challenging them and everything. You know what is not personal. You, you're nervous. So you—you you just admitted that you were nervous. Not because you're carrying anything. Not because you're trying to hide anything. Not because you just robbed the bank fifteen minutes ago. You're nervous because of what you've seen in the past. And let me give you another thing you're nervous about. You know how much that ticket's going to cost you. It's yeah. going to cost you seven hundred dollars. You know, yeah, depending on yeah. So. You know, it, it's going to cost you points on your thing. That's why you used to tell guys. I said. I said, guys, they're not nervous because. Because cause, cause they're trying to hide something, they're nervous because you're about to cost them four or five hundred dollars.
1: And, and most and perfect. most people in our communities can't afford a, a, exactly. a couple hundred dollars a ticket.
2: Exactly. So, it, 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 to be perfectly honest with you, uh, how 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 a citizen reacts should have nothing to do with how a police officer reacts in, in in that situation. It's not your job. Just to be perfectly honest, it's not your job as a citizen. To give me any kind of respect or honor or or anything like that, other than to handle yourself like to me like with any other person you do in the public. That's all. I don't deserve any more respect. I, I, I. so so these guys who get get their egos involved. It's just i used to get so frustrated with them it's all pointless stuff uh we could, there's a whole bunch of stuff you know the sandra bland case is exactly what happened if y'all familiar with the sandra bland case and very much and, so that was uh that was a pop uh have you ever heard that term pop no i'm gonna tell you what pop stands for pop stands for pissing off the police and 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 that's what happened to Sandra Bland. And we were in New York, and they played the Sandra Pantate for us. And I, I was up there, uh, you know, because Birmingham. We that, that's how I got involved with a lot of this work. Birmingham was one of six cities that the National Initiative. Uh, it actually was a, an initiative started by the National Network for Safe Communities. And anyway, we were up there doing our training prior to the rollout of this operation. And in the, the six all six cities, are representatives from the six city police department. It was. Uh, Birmingham, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and we're trying to remember all the cities now, uh, Gary, Indiana, that's three, Pittsburgh was four, Stockton, California, it's five, now, and in Minneapolis, Minnesota, was six. So we were all there. They showed it, and, and we literally got it. I, I got frustrated with the Texas police office because they went through that thing. I was furious about how he treated her because all he had to do, you're right, all he had to do was write her a ticket and send her on her way. But if he got pissed off because she wouldn't take out the cigarette or, or put out the cigarette, then, number one, he ain't got no business telling her to put it out to begin with. He's in her car. So all that you know went wrong, and all he had to do was step back, walk back to his car— let her get pissed off. Let her get frustrated. Write her ticket and send her on her way home. And Sandra van will be alive today. And, and that, 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 that's my
1: thing too. I, I feel like I I, 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 never, I I'm not a cop. I never went to cop training. I feel like shouldn't, shouldn't shouldn't they be training for situations where the is they where, where they're, they're probably not being the aggressive, but they're talking like back. Like you should be able to withstand talking. If, if, if I'm not hitting where's, you or being or being key violent key? towards you.
2: We are I mean, police
0: officers, are, they're still human at the same time. Like, they should understand that we have human emotions. Like, if I just get pulled over, I'm going to be upset.
2: Yep. No, I, and, and we are taught that. We are actually taught that in the academy. The academy instructors talk to us like that because you have to get used to it. So so you don't take it personal, and it's no big deal. Okay, you can call me Pig. You can call me whatever name you want to call me. That don't matter here. I need you to sign this ticket. Here's another thing: a lot of states have problems with uh, where you got to sign the ticket. I think a lot of them are going away from that because you're basically the the whole purpose of signing the ticket is saying that you're you know you'll show up in court on whatever you'll either pay the ticket or you show up in court whenever it's supposed to be. A lot of people don't want to sign the ticket, and they think not signing the ticket or, or signing the ticket admits guilt. It doesn't admit guilt, but uh, a lot of police, a lot of officers, would get. That's where a lot of these confrontations would happen. You know, sign the ticket. No, I'm not signing the ticket. And then and then you just in this pissing match with each other, and and when really, okay, you don't want to sign the ticket, you can put refuse down there and hand them this ticket, and go on away. And again, like like y'all are saying, they're, they're making all this stuff personal, and and there's no need for it to be personal. Just just do your job. People can be happy with the way you do your job, or can be not happy with the way you do your job, and they can call and complain on you, like you said later. But there's no sense in a police officer making it any worse uh, than the situation should be.
0: I mean, there's not many jobs that you can just choose how you want to react. At. So I, I don't know. That's this that's just crazy to me how it could, like the Sandra Bland situation, how it could literally go from her sitting in her vehicle to the images that you know we we see on the internet.
2: Yeah, uh, no, a,
0: that's- a signal <laughs> over a signal.
2: I'm I'm telling you, we we were arguing about it, and I finally said we all just—because one of the Texas officers said, and and again, I don't remember the details of of what they said, but they they said something to the extent in the the state of Texas, if they don't do—if the citizen doesn't do what the officer says, the officer has the authority to do whatever he needs to take him into custody. And I just said— well, if that's the case in state of Texas, I say this is just freaking wrong. Y'all need to change the law. And I—I I quit talking. you gonna get in an argument. In
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, that's 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 my thing. Let me like, see a lot of videos where people are just where the cop and the person are just talking, and the the person ended up getting body slammed or or tased. It, 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 it don't it, it, it don't Out of have, nowhere. it don't have to be a a, a man. It'd be somebody's grandmother or even a child yeah. or or a teenage girl where she's being body slammed or choked or like one the, the one video where the girl come from the pool and they had a altercation with the
3: yeah. people
1: in the neighborhood oh, yeah. and they were they're leaving the pool and the cop just came and just started choking the, the teenage girl He be like 13, 14 years old and since I that, like hey, you, you know she's not armed she's not posing any physical threat or harm just make sure they get home to where they need to go or whatever Oh, talk to whoever you can talk to no, no need to put your hands on. no need to body slam her. no need to choke her and, you know, Sit like that It just pissing me off because she's. You can look at that the girl and all them kids, no adults out there, and tell them they're not a threat. So why does it have to always go to violence in them situations?
2: Yeah, well, I agree with you, and it pissed me off too. I know exactly what that you're was in talking Texas. About. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It was just it was just that was in Texas. Thinking, Fourteen years old and she had a bikini on. What yes. Are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what, what,
1: what are you doing? Like, it, it, and, and, and shit like that. And the 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 and the, the main thing about it is not not just the 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 situations already piss us off enough, but it's the disciplinary stuff that never comes. They never get it, it, either discipline. We don't hear about it, or either it's just a slap on the wrist, a couple uh, week off and leave. And I ain't talking about the the, the killings because that gave me a whole another rant. Like, just the, the shit like that, like a kid or putting a, a four-year-old in handcuffs and and, and and hitting a little girl or pushing somebody's grandmother to the ground, like shit like that, like, it just, it, it, it fused me more because I feel like they wouldn't do that to somebody's white grandmother or somebody's white daughter.
2: Well, I would agree with you on on your discipline stuff. Uh, I... I you had one, one of the questions you sent me was was about uh, unions, and and I don't have a whole lot of of uh, uh, experience with unions because we have the FOP up here, but it's not a real union. There, there's no collective bargaining here in Alabama, and it's a right to work state, so it's not like like NOPD has a union that negotiates the contract and stuff like that. We don't have that here in Alabama, so I don't have a whole lot of context uh, or context with with the unions. But I will say this that. I think you're exactly right. When when people complain on the police officer, uh, police departments, and the cities that the police departments are uh, part of, uh, don't do a good job of letting citizens know the results of those investigations. I think we could go a long way with a little bit of community trust when when we release. Uh, the results of those investigations. Now, you know, there there's liability laws and stuff like that about releasing his name. So maybe you don't have to release a name. You don't have to say Officer John Smith was suspended for 10 days, you know, mm-hmm. for 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 this complaint. But you can say an officer was suspended yes. for 10 days for being disrespectful, or an officer was given 30 days suspension for excessive use of force on you know you can name dates and everything you just don't have to name 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 officer and and number one you don't have to name the uh the complaints either because a lot of people get upset about that and they police retaliate against them and stuff like that so yeah we don't do a real good job on transparency and i think that's where a lot of the where a lot of the distrust with the communities that police departments work with uh, happen we got to be more transparent i say we uh, that's law enforcement. I had some people tell me one time, I'm not part of we anymore. But anyway, uh, I still am. <laughs> so, yeah. And with the
1: with the with the union stuff, for me, I feel like um, it's, it's 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 just too much with the with the with with the unions now. And actually, I don't know the 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 facts about what unions do and all that. it, it just feel like. When, when when stuff goes down, they're there to protect the the, the cops. Understandable because they're that's that's what the unions are there for to protect their workers. Understandable, but they, I think like they have too much power over the law, the 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 DAs, the the the, the judges. I just feel like they and, and most of the police departments. I know a lot of the unions and police departments. They they kind of help get the their politicians in there and campaign for the the people they want in there that that know that they will protect them. And you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. But when when, when stuff is, is blatantly wrong, I feel like they should be like, "All right, we got to let this one ride." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the shit, like with with the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, you could protect. You know, I mean, some some stuff you could you could justify, but trying to justify every single one, like it it, it the person the 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 choking, the the the, 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 the shooting in the, in, the, in the back and and the, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fine. I, I you know what I mean? Know exactly
2: what? Yeah. Yeah. Here's Here's my opinion on that. One of my best friends, I, you know, I was in the FOP, and, and one of my good friends in the department, he was actually president of the FOP, and, and during disciplinary hearings, when the officers came in to to explain their side of the story to the chief of police, uh, a lot of us captains sat in there also, and and you could bring in a representative, so they would bring in my friend as, a, as, a, as the head of the FOP. And we sit there and listen to stuff. And like you said, it was a lot of stuff. I was a little bit more hard-ass than a lot of other people in my department. because There was a lot of guys I, I recommended they should be fired that, to my chief, to his credit or maybe to his discredit, didn't fire him. And I, and I remember coming out of one of those hearings specifically on, on, on a chokehold case that, that you were just talking about. And we don't like we nev- the Birmingham Police Department does not allow chokehold. It's not in our policy. We don't train it, and it's it's a use of force, uh, a deadly use of force. That's what we describe it now, and what that means. Let me just say this: in a deadly use of force situation, where an officer really believes his life is in danger, and those are, those are all finite kinds of situations. We don't stop officer and doing anything. If you, you, you find a stick on the street that helps you keep you from getting killed, we'll let you use a stick on the street. So, if you're about to die and the only way you can prevent yourself from dying is using a chokehold on somebody else, we'll do that. But that's the only reason. Well, this guy was up for for the hearing for using a chokehold, and you can hear him on the videotape. He's got his hand around—I mean, his arm around the, the chokehold—and you can hear him whisper because you can hear it really well on those mics. Just go to sleep. Just relax. Just go to sleep. So well, again, that's Jesus just all. put the guy out, man. He put that's the guy out. He got to go to jail, man. Yeah, yeah, I, saw you, that's yeah I saw a very video. And, and, and just to give you some of the inside workings, after the officer explains his situation, they leave. And then the, the chief, the deputy chiefs, and a few of us captains, we talked about the whole thing. I was just furious. I said, you need to fire this guy uh, and just all kinds of stuff. Well, Later, when I talked to my friend who was defending him, and, and that's what he was doing, was defending him, And me and him had got an argument about it. And I said, because as the FOP, and in and, and my opinion on unions, now up north, unions are a little bit more powerful than they are down here in the south. But it's your job to make sure he gets a fair hearing, that his rights are being uh, uh, looked after. He, you know, he has due process and all that. But you are not his defense attorney. And as I told him, I'm not going to say his name. I said, but but some of these guys need to be fired. We got to get rid of some of these guys, and you defending them ain't helping
1: anything. It's not, and and th- that's my thing with the with the not not all cops type shit. Yeah. We, like you, if 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 you see is something wrong, you have to call these guys out. And they had a situation where the the black cop got on TikTok after the. The George Floyd situation and he was spending his frustration with, with with the cops and and what happened with the George Floyd thing and he got fired for speaking out. Different department, whole different state. Yeah,
2: there's a you ask about that. You ask anyone you any question about the blue line.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, 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 about about the how yeah. like why why is that such a a strong thing where you can't even you can't even say Man, I feel, like I said, if you see something that's, that's, that's wrong, you, you should be able to see it on any job. I don't care what the job is, especially right. when, when somebody life is, has been taken.
2: Absolutely. Uh, and, and, I, and I'll tell you, all departments have it in their rules and regulations that officers are supposed to. Uh, but, but as you're saying, you know they don't. So let me tell you why they don't. Because just like any other tight-knit kind of group, they all depend on each other. They depend on each other for backup. Some days they may depend on them from getting their ass kicked or getting killed. And, and so that's where that hesitancy comes in that, that you don't want to be labeled as somebody, uh, 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 uh. Uh, well, let me just say the word because I don't know another word to say. You don't want to be labeled as a snitch in the police department. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, just, like it, just like any other community, you don't want to be labeled as a snitch. It's the same thing. Uh, but I think that's overblown because I know police officers and I know, uh, I, again, I, I married a police officer. Ninety percent of my friends are police officers. I know police really, really well, and I love police. A lot of that's overblown. I, I if if let's let's just say I'm the one that snitched on somebody and that they said was snitch on them, <clears throat> you're gonna get flack of work and nobody was gonna want to work with you. They'll say snide stuff to you in the locker room, they'll make comments, uh, they'll say they're not gonna back you up. But that's just overblown. I am just telling you, I know police and I know a lot of people may not believe this, but but if I was in really, really serious trouble, or if you were in really, really serious trouble, I I don't care what people think of you or think of me the police are going to come help you now they may curse me out and call me an asshole afterwards but they're going to come help me so, so that that line is, is really a misnomer and, and i think it's it, you know maybe because you know I, I watched the movie serpico and, and how he, his life got ruined over that but but i think as it's getting uh, uh we, we're getting further and further away from that it, it's becoming uh, are more likely that people will speak up. Now, is it enough? No, it's definitely not enough. Because uh, you can find out, you can sit here watching video cameras or body cameras and stuff like that. People see people doing stuff wrong. And there's three or four officers standing around and nobody came to us about it. Us, I mean, when I mean us, I mean the uh, command staff. So it, it needs to be worked on. Uh, it's still a real thing. Don't get me wrong. People are going to say, I, I'm I'm sitting here saying it's not true. No, it is true. Uh, but it may not as be as bad as it used to be uh and then and then the other part of it is they think this you know they' but for the grace of God go why if I tell people about what him, then you know I could have been in that situation myself so, yeah that, that so that's what I say I think I think I think it's the
1: is the, the culture of it like uh, i they feel like we, we he shouldn't tell on him because maybe one day that might be it might be me or you yeah. that, that, that that did something that wasn't ethical, and now we're in the kind of same spot but I feel like fuck it if, if you do something bad. And if it happened to him, everybody should be held accountable. That's how you change the culture. Everybody, if he's not held accountable, if you do it, you're not held accountable, you're gonna you're just gonna keep going. So if, if you if 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 you see him getting in trouble for it, that might that might change your thinking next time you're in the same situation yep. or in a situation where, nah, I ain't gonna go ahead. I ain't gonna do this, or I ain't gonna escalate this because I seen what's his name get his get his shit taken away or get his pay right. taken away or or he got suspended yep. or, or or he got demoted. Yep. You feel what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I th- I, th- I think, I think no, it needs to, it needs to happen because that might sh- that might help another another citizen down the line from a, from something else that that, that doesn't have to escalate into what we have been seeing No no bro my little exactly sister right.
0: like my little sister used to get a whooping for stuff and I would know that I'm not going to do that because she <laughs> got a whooping. <laughs> exactly I just yeah. want to get a whooping.
2: Yeah. Well, that goes on something else you were just talking about with, with getting a ticket for speeding. You know, if you get a ticket for speeding, not only are you being educated about not speeding anymore, everybody who passes you on the street, they you know, slow down. That cop is out there writing <laughs> in the Oh man, we all need to slow down, right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, same thing
1: with, the, with this. If 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 it's a man, Jerry got Jerry did something. Man, Jerry got man thirty days no pay. You you got feeling the feed, so you, you might go there the next day and, and nah I ain't finna be I ain't finna be no Jerry. There you go. <laughs> <That's exactly right. laughs> you see you know what I'm saying? So at, the, okay. at, at, at least held accountable for the stuff. Man, look, man, look, it, 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 and not even just, just acknowledge to hey, he was wrong to this today. He was wrong. Point him point, yep. point him out. He was wrong, he got this. We learn from it, don't do it. And you help him do it next. The punishment is gonna be even worse than what
2: he got. Yep, no you're exactly right. I it, going back to transparency. Uh it works the same way with police officers as I was telling you to the community. Uh the police officers know though. They all know that Jerry got suspended 30 days for uh uh using his taser when he shouldn't have used his taser or or you know, he got 15 days because he was doing this and doing that. That all gets around, you know, uh police are probably just as bad as any other occupation about rumors and stuff like that maybe if it, it's a rumor mill in a police car, I can tell you that so, <laughs> so so yeah all that all that would serve to prevent other officers doing the same thing if they made all that stuff public knowledge so I agree with you completely
1: and I know we right now we're going through the with the um the current administration um where we're where we, where talking about um police reform and stuff I know. Um, the current um <laughs> attorney general he said he doesn't think there's racism and and um, no prejudice and racism in, 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 in police within police departments by you being a cop especially in Alabama have you you know what I'm saying seen or or witnessed or even even think there was racism or prejudice within the police department
2: well you know when I when I came in 86 uh, they were just in the process of, of purging would be the right word, purging all those guys from the 60s, uh, 60s and 70s.
1: Uh, or the KKK.
2: Yeah, a lot of Didn't KKK.
1: Basically. Man.
2: Since you said that, don't let me forget to, to mention about the history of my police department before we get out of here. Okay. but uh, so, so, so I wouldn't say I saw a lot of that then. The, the police department Probably now, my police department is probably similar to what NLPD is, just going by... Speaking of that, are y'all in New Orleans or Baton Rouge? Where are y'all based at
1: Right now, I'm in Dallas. I know Rod just left New Orleans, oh, right, Rod? Okay. Right.
2: okay. I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So, anyway, so... I, I just keep throwing that reference out of NLPD, because, you know, some of y'all might in it be, be... familiar yeah. with Yeah. Well, we're,
1: we're, we're, we're from there, though, so... Okay, I okay, got yeah.
2: it. So, anyway, so... Birmingham is probably the, the police officers. You know the the racial mix-up is probably I don't know sixty-five to seventy-five percent black, thirty to, you know thirty-five mm-hmm. percent uh, uh, white. Uh, it was probably about fifty-fifty when I started, maybe a little over, maybe fifty-five black. You know, again, they was in the process, so you, you don't see a whole lot of racism, overt racism from individuals. Let me just say that, uh, but. When I became a captain, and when I was over my precinct, and and observing a whole lot of stuff, uh, I, I told my chief that I was concerned that there might be elements of white supremacy in the police department. Uh, I didn't have any proof of it, uh, but I, I just had concerns about several officers and. I made him aware of, let me just say that. Uh, I never saw any of that manifest itself in uh, maybe how people reacted to each other, police officers to each other. It, it's hard to, to even judge that stuff in, in, in a city like Birmingham and maybe a city like New Orleans where the residents are African-American to begin with. So, it's kind of hard to figure out if you if you're in a like my precinct was probably about 95 percent African American. So even if you're a white officer, 95 percent of the people you want to come and contact are African American. So if you're arresting 95 percent of the people you arrest are black, and you know that's your population. So it's hard to judge that stuff. I, I was more concerned, appearances of people, uh, and. and so, and I made my my thoughts known to the chief. I, I hope he investigated it. Uh, so, so, let me just say that now, the attorney general is is, is freaking out of his mind. <laughs> he thinks because because again he he's and here it goes back to, to the history of my police department and and the history of not only the, of the police department but the history of, of, of just this nation. There is systemic racism, and anybody who doesn't believe there's systemic racism is either purposely being disingenuous or really, really naive because they don't know what was going on. Now, I'll put you put myself in that situation about 15 years ago. You wouldn't have been able to convince me that there was, quote, systemic racism. But as I mm-hmm. grew through the department, as I learn more about how laws are written, as I studied the history of my police department, how I studied the history of the United States, number one, they didn't teach me in school, by the way. They, d- and, uh, they, never, they never will. <laughs> right. They didn't, you know, uh, uh, I didn't learn. You know, I, went to, you know I, was, I was in elementary school in Ohio, so that would have been late 60s, early 70s, in New Orleans in the mid-70s. You know, that's, that's 10 years after all the civil rights stuff here in Birmingham and around the country. Nobody told me about that in school. I don't know anything about that. I get to Birmingham, Alabama with probably the most racist police department in in, in the history of the United States and and nobody told me how racist my police department was in the 60s, which was just 20 years prior to me getting there, by the way. So it wasn't that long a lot of people say this was all past history. You know, again, I'm there in 86. The civil rights happened in 63. That was 23 years. Those people who were uh, you know, had the, the fire hoses pushed on them, had the dogs sitting mm-hmm. on them, and had the beating sitting on them. Those people were like 40-something years old when I was at my police department. Uh, and, 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 and toward the end of my career, I went out of my way to try and teach teach, teach my, uh, get my city, my police department, to teach every Birmingham police department about the history of the, of the Birmingham police department and the civil rights stuff. Uh, we had a couple of those classes right before I left uh, but but see you have to know that I, I, I should have known that let me let me do I, I told my chief when we started these things I said as a young white police officer in a predominantly black city in a predominantly black police department I should have been taught by my predominantly black police department the history of, of, of race in the city and the police department that I was working for because I probably would have had a better understanding when the people I went on the calls were standoffs to me, I don't know why they're standoffs to me. I didn't live here, but had I known that history, I might have been a better police officer back. Then. So, uh, but but the systemic, I, I get all. This, we went around a big circle. The systemic racism isn't just with the police farm, but the whole system. It's
1: has it's, it's, it's all the law. It's, it it mean it's it's, it's starting from the top. It's, it's, so, deep. Yeah. it's, so, it's so deep. It's so it's so deep. It's mind blowing.
2: Well, well, it, like you said
1: with with Nixon, yeah. I mean that's the, that's
0: the damn president. But, but,
2: but, it, <laughs> but, it's, but it's not it's, it's not even with the law, y'all. It, it, it's with redlining in communities, people being able to get loans. Uh, yeah, uh,
1: everything. You know, yep. It, it,
2: and, and, it, and it's just the whole system was put out to make it more difficult for people of color to succeed in this society.
1: And, it, and it's and, everything. It, it, it's like it's like
2: how. How do you think the
1: the inner cities were formed? These black people just said, "Oh, we all just need to go get together." Like, yeah. like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't just all say we all go go to the same spot and just start start causing chaos. No, we were we were forced in. like just hit the red line inward. You know what I'm saying? They they wouldn't send houses to us in other places. They wouldn't let us rent other places. They wouldn't only certain areas we all could go to. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? And live.
2: You're exactly right. And and schools and exactly. teachers for those schools. Uh, you know, here in Birmingham, when, again, when I started studying the history of it, and I, and I imagine a lot of other cities in the south are the same way, but it, but the county, uh, Birmingham is in Jefferson County. Uh, and, of course, Birmingham is not only the largest, obviously it's the largest city in the, in the county, but, you know, it's the largest city in the state. But Jefferson County has like 37 different municipalities beside the city of Birmingham. Because what happened in the 60s, I'll be real blunt. What happened in the 60s was when when, uh, uh, Brown versus education, you know, and Wallace getting in the front of the courthouse saying, you know, segregation now, segregation uh, uh, Mm -hmm. forever, and, 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 and integration of the schools and all that. Here's what I used to tell people. I still tell people. So the people who look like me didn't want their kids to go to school with the kids of people who look like you. So what did we do? Yep. We all loaded up. I say we. I just mean white people in general, not me. But we all loaded up, and we started. To, here's what they said. Okay, you got to say they, they got to go to integrating the burn school. I, I'm just going to leave, and we're going to go start our own city 15 miles away from here, and we're going to have our <clears> own school. <throat> and what we got is 36 municipalities in general. In, in Hoover, <laughs> that have all these, that have their own little schools, have their own little apartment, have own their own courthouses. Yeah. They own everything.
0: No, yeah. nah, it's ridiculous. You got Hoover, Spain Park. You got. Cause yeah, I mean, you know, I, you know, yep. I, I went to the first of Alabama. I, I went on college visits to Sanford, you know, uh, yep. Troy, all these places. It's it's ridiculous. You got Prattville. I mean, it's ridiculous how the how the, you know is suburbs inside of the yep. suburbs.
2: Yep. You're, you're exactly right. And that's all because of integration of schools. There's there's no way around it. They'll deny it. <laughs> but, you know, I I'm, I'm just, you know, I just say the facts, man. I'm I'm a uh, I'm a damn Yankee, right? You know, y'all know what the damn Yankee was. And there was. The Yankees and the damn Yankees, the damn Yankees are guys that came down and didn't leave. So... Yeah. So, so uh, my side won the war, y'all. That's, I, I keep trying to tell everybody that down here.
0: That's right? true. He the war. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Confederacy but, lost. And they, <laughs> they
1: still act like they and, and they, they won. Hey, so they celebrating the loss. So, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Act like they came from a three-one lead. <laughs> 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 that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and nothing. I mean, like I said, with, with the, the 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 current the current administration. That's. They, they they just so abnormal it's just it's just it's, you know what i'm saying it's, you can't base off of what they, what they do because they do they're doing and saying what they want even if it's, it's, it's known lies so it's just like you know what i'm saying i just let it go out in one or the other because it's like we got to do something about it but voting is is, is fuck all we can do is, is hope, right. vote vote and hope that they don't rig it again so
2: right no, <laughs> Vote is the key, and, uh, you know, I, I was, let's go with full disclosure now, I was a Republican my whole life uh, until, uh, to this maniac that we elected, to, to this, as I say on Twitter all the time, you'll see my post, I call him a morally bankrupt moron, that's what he is. <laughs> uh,
0: that, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs>
1: And, but, see, uh, and see what yeah, that, I mean, the, 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 yeah, I mean, the, see what the thing with me in voting in, in the two party system, you're, you you're probably a middle class white guy, I'm probably a, 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 lower class black guy. You're gonna vote your entrance, interest regardless of your views on black people. So if, 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 the, other than Trump, the other, the Republican party before that, I mean, they wasn't as as demeaning as there are now. Seems like I mean, I don't trust no no politician on any side. But with 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 that, it's like okay, you're Republican, you you'll vote for fucking Bush or whatever. That's not I I won't think this is a bad guy vote for Bush. You feel what I'm saying? But yeah, with, no, the, right. with the Trump situation, for Trump? yeah, yeah, nah, <laughs> fuck, <you're> but, <laughs> you know, I, I you this,
2: this I, I get upset with this party that used to be my party. And, uh, uh, and again, the friend I was talking about, he, he's a state legislator. He said I've been brainwashed by the people in New York. Uh, I just laughed. You know what? And, and you're right. Uh, I, I grew up lower class. We grew up really poor on the West Bank. Uh, and, you know, and, and through the grace of God and some, probably some luck and maybe, like you said, maybe some white privilege that I wasn't aware of. But if I think, think back on it, uh, I'm not really sure why I got hired at the sheriff's office to begin with. Uh, lucky. I would just say I'm lucky other people will say it was right pleasure, uh, maybe it's both. But uh, it, it, at least I thought the Republican Party was was what I, you know, their policies might have been against us, uh, but it, but at least I thought they were doing things for the right reason, you know, that they were uh, uh, looking out for the best interest, you know, maybe not paying a lot of taxes, you know, and all that, 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 that those, those policy stuff, but at least they were good people. Well, I think what we found out in the last four years is, you know what? I think we were all sold a bill of goods, and maybe they really weren't good people
1: after all. I, th- I uh, think I, th- I, no, I think they from from before Trump got elected, they all knew who he was. They all spoke ill on him. I just think once he actually won the power, they do not want to lose that 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 power, regardless of who's in the seat. The morals of it is, is the morals of the, the Republicans that we see now with the House and the Senate. It's just, it just all went downhill. It's just like, but they, they don't realize it's one after Trump leaves or he just puts out their, their their reputation is, 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 going to shits.
2: You're absolutely right. Just, it's it, frankly, yep. it's embarrassing. I don't know what else to tell you. It's just embarrassing. Uh, so I don't know what I am anymore. I guess I'm an independent. I probably, I'm probably more democratic than I, than I thought, uh, so, we don't need to get into politics, but, yeah. but but I'm probably leaning more toward Democratic than I probably ever. Maybe I always was. Uh, I, I grew up again, my first election, go back to 1980, my first election was for Ronald Reagan. And, and mm-hmm. I felt so, I, as I told some people, I felt so proud when I could go in there and vote against Jimmy Carter. Uh, Jimmy Carter is a great man, but uh, again, that was before y'all were born. Right? This country was in <laughs> a lot of trouble back then. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so y- y'all can see how old I am. So we we delved into politics. Uh, I would I- I'll say that when he came through, we were right in the middle of the national initiative uh, where we were trying to build trust between the police department, the compute uh, communities, and we were really concerned that the Trump administration was going to uh, cut the program. We were. It was a four year program when we were about two years into it, uh, to their credit, they kept it going. They didn't really want to, but the money was already allocated. So <laughs> the government once the money's allocated yeah. really nothing to do about yeah. it. So they let us finish it. Uh, but, uh, Jeff Sessions in them, who, who, was my, uh, state Senator, uh, yep. really disappointed me with a lot of their stuff. I, I, I police departments have to be accountable. Uh they have to be accountable by, by the community. We are the community. I, I had a friend call me a couple of weeks ago talking about retirement stuff, and he said he remembers something that I told told him, which and really all the police officers of uh, my shift is. We only po- the police can only police the way community wants them to police, and 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 if they want us to be. All in order, and everybody goes to jail, and everybody gets a ticket. If that's what the community wants, that's what the police should do. If the community wants a a more responsive police department uh, is more interested in helping people instead of arresting people, then that's what the police department should be. It's not up to the police to decide how we want to police the community. Uh, I think everybody needs to remember that, and I think we're we're losing sight of that.
1: That's a great point. Yeah. okay what's your um i know there's been a lot of talk about um defunding and reform and, and, and in my opinion on the the reform thing um i think it's it's kind of i think i think most police work uh, aside from the, the the court system and the justice system and the law that that has to be rebuilt from the ground up you got to dismantle all that to me but i think i think most police work is on like i said ego and it's all like, I'm about to remember, but Like, but I said like, if like, if, if, the same cop could have an interaction with two different black people and have two different outcomes, the same kind of interaction or two white people with a black person, a white person black, could, could do the same thing and it'd be two different outcomes to the situation. I think that's, it's all based on how the cop wants to react that day. I think all police work is, the reform, the, and, and, and the, the retraining thing, I think it's all Comes up to the cop at the end of the day. No matter how how much you were trained or how much you know, what I'm saying it it, it was. I think it, it depends on that cop that day in in that situation. So yeah, you're you're,
3: you're
1: the, absolutely yeah, right by that. The defunding thing to me is is where it gets tricky. You know, I I know I know yeah. they said the defunding was supposed to be like say let's allocate money to different different um. Things in the community, more after school programs, more more stuff like to be the, the, the school systems, the public schools. Let's, let's 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 get let's put some more money towards those things, and and see that it, it all makes sense when you say that. But it kind of is like you know what I'm saying. You just, I, like I said, I don't know all of the facts behind what, what defunding and what, and how how would you get there and what's the I would never say abolish because that doesn't just sound right because like you know what I'm saying everybody wants yeah. protection defunding to me it sounds All right, let's 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 hear it out but as a cop you know what I'm saying you want you yeah you need to defund it, man that's my money that's my pension you know what I'm saying so it's just like it 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 is it, kind of a tricky
2: situation so yeah, and to me the, yeah, the, the, go ahead go ahead so so let me answer your question I think you're right I think the, the when people hear defund, they don't hear what you just said, which is reallocating. I think that's really what defund means. Uh, I really do. The abolish is just kind of just you got to have the police. You got to have you got to have some sort of uh, of police. So if you want to start the whole system, there's going to be police. If you want to abolish it and start it all over again, there's still going to be police. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but but I yep. agree with you about the, the the defund and allocation. Here's what's happened, and I'll tell you why we're doing all the stuff we said. It is easy for city officials to hire police officers easier, more palatable to to the community to hire a hundred police officers than it is for them to say, you know what, we need to hire a hundred case workers to work with the mental health issues. Let's just let the police deal with it. Well, here's the problem with that. The police deal with things the way the police deal with things and, and, and what we're trained with. You know what we're trained with? We're trained with those items that are around our belt. That's how we're trained. Uh, we're not trained at all or very well to, deal, to to handle people in the mental health crisis. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you a story if you guys want to hear this. I'll give you... Again, this goes back to all the, the situations where the, the system has let people down, and, and predominantly people of color uh, and, 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 and people who are, are, are on, the, on the lower end of the financial situation. Uh, I, I don't believe—I I, I was always against police officers being in schools. Uh, I fought it to the nail as best I could. I was just Captain Wiley. I wouldn't achieve so. Uh, but I, I just disagree with that because what I said was going to happen did happen. The, the administrators of the school abdicated their responsibility for discipline and put it on the police. And that's why you got 14-year-olds in handcuffs and stuff like that. And, and, and Mason, you know, when, when, when I was in school and maybe when you guys were in school, when me and Johnny got an argument with each other, we got in a fight. And when we got in a fight, we got suspended. We didn't go to jail, right? Now we call the police the, and, r- and, 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 it, and they put boys
1: And they're putting these young kids in the system at an early yeah, age that right, they can't get yeah. out of. And they feel like they're it, doing it, something wrong. And, it, and it, 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 it's sad. And they
2: ain't doing nothing but being boys, okay? Uh, so, so I was against that. I'm against with a lot of the stuff. The, the problem is society has put all the ills of society... On the backs of police, we got to handle handle the mental health crisis. We got uh, you got a homeless population. Send the police down there to run them out of there. Uh, just all the things. So that's where I think defunding should be be uh, a topic of conversation. I agree. That's why we have all these police officers. We have all these police officers because society is is wanting the police to deal with it. Okay, well, just take the money away. Let's not hire these hundred police officers this year. Let's hire a hundred uh, mental health crisis people, and then and then and then the police still may have to go out with them. By the way, uh, because some people are just crazy, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and they're violent crazy. The
1: but but they don't die, deserve to die in, die. in situations. Die. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, you're exactly right. They don't deserve to die. Uh, uh, And so, and then so the homeless population, I I don't need to deal with the homeless population. I've got nothing to do with that. So, you know, those services, that money that you could take from the police department to do that would be better served with with people who are more trained to be able to do that. Now, here's the problem with defund when you say that. A lot of people don't understand this either. Uh, Like 80 percent, maybe 90 percent of a police budget is really tied up in personnel uh so there's not a whole lot they don't buy a whole lot of equipment they do i guess the majority of equipment that's bought is probably police cars and the maintenance of police cars and stuff like that uh the the majority of police departments budgets are
1: salaries basically
2: yeah salaries and benefits and stuff like that so that's the only way to cut budgets is, is to cut officers, and and that's what people get upset about. It and they're not going to do an election year. I don't, I
1: don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to do, right <laughs> <Not gonna> do <laughs> an election. <year>. Yeah, cause <laughs> right, right, right now. Yeah, they they wouldn't pass that, especially right now, because like I said they need the votes. So, right. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying. And, and 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 that's my thing. with it is is when 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 they see crime goes up in the city, they automatically think let's hire more cops. Like like, like I was saying before. Yeah. I, I think that the cops, the the, the the cops are basically reacting to crime. So hiring more cops will not bring crime down. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's my thing. Jobs, bringing more jobs will bring down crime. Better better education, more more stuff for the kids. Uh uh, uh, uh help help these parents, these single mothers, these single fathers. Yep. That will bring the crime down, not more cops. And I I don't, I don't understand how it doesn't. It's hard to understand that better opportunities. In better situations, better housing. You know what I'm saying? How, more higher paying jobs. That would stop a lot of the crime because most of the time people some, most crime is based around money or something that you know what I'm saying. I don't have. Yeah. yeah so no, that no, would that no, would, exactly would bring right. crime down way more than more police officers.
2: So so let me give you a story about how the bring, bring the system is fallen at or the lack of services in our system. Falls at uh, uh, the police the police feet uh i had a situation when i was a lieutenant two of my officers got called to a house lady called said her, her her adult son was out of control uh, i know now i didn't know then but i know now you know he he's he had mental health issues and he quit taking his medication so my officers get to the scene the mother comes at the door the uh, uh her son pushes her out of the way, attacks one of my officers uh, with a uh, uh, homemade knife. I don't know if he'd been in prison. It was one of those uh, toothbrushes and you put a razor blade in. And anyway, he, he, he jumped on the officer. The, him and the officer fell over the porch. The other officer that was there with him shot the guy and killed him. So I get to the scene, you know, just like and, You know, everybody's out there and everything like that. And I get to the scene and, and, and we're doing our crime scene investigation. And the mother came up to me uh, as a lieutenant. I think she figured out I was in charge. Anyway, she came up to me. And you know what she told me? She told me, thank you for killing him. Because she couldn't do anything with him.
1: Jesus Christ.
2: Hold on. <laughs> and, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And... and, 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 and I'm, I'm gonna get it out. <laughs> Go ahead, man. <laughs> oh. And she thanked us for killing him because she couldn't deal with him. Anymore. And so that told me then that this whole system let her down and let him down, hmm. and it all culminated that day. All the way around, exasperated. And, and, and my officer had to kill him. So that, that's when, when you're talking about defunding the police, sure would have been a lot nicer prior to that call, because at that call you needed a real police officer there or he would have killed somebody else. But prior to that, service, you know, social service officers or or, or civilians, officers are the wrong word, civilians or mental health uh, uh, experts and everything Yeah,
1: From, Months, for, from when, he, he, was was he, yeah, from when he was a kid Yeah from when he was a kid to whatever
2: So so the whole system Has collapsed on that family And we're out there At 8 o'clock at night And she's telling the lieutenant of a police officer Thank you for killing my son That's, That's true
1: crazy story That's crazy mm-hmm. and, and you know what man Like I said, like I said the, the system failed Her and the kid from the, And like I said Maybe she yep. just felt like that, like I said, it's, it's, it's all a, 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 a revolving door when it comes to the system and when it comes to, uh, like I said, kids and, and people with mental health issues and, and parents that have to deal with them without the, the proper tools or the proper help. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, should, it, mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't it should be, it shouldn't get to that point where a mother has to say that. It, 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 should, it yeah. should never get there. But sadly, it does because, yeah. like I said, the funds are not allocated. The, the the knowledge is not there for the parents the knowledge is not there for the kids and the help is not there you know what I'm yep. saying and, 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 and like I said it's, it, it, it's, it, it's just bad all around you know
2: right and then, and, then, and, then, and then like you said you're right and it all falls on the, the police you, police deal with it we don't want to deal with it we don't want to allocate the money for it uh, so we'll let the police handle not it not just the so, police
1: it's the, it's the officials the, 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 the local the local you know what I'm saying government the, yeah. the, the, the state government exactly, the elected officials, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying it falls on them right. too, you know
2: yeah, sure does. And but, but they don't want to take the responsibility uh, you know, they want to hide the stuff uh, I'm going to give you a, one more thing before before I, I forget about this because one of your things is how, how, the, how to make the relationships better with the police department uh, you know, and I, and I think all these programs, in Birmingham does a lot of it a lot of other cities do these programs where officers get out of the community and stuff like that but here here's what I think is the number one impediment between officers in the community. And that goes back to what I kind of said in the beginning of our talk is about how police officers are evaluated. As long as police officers are evaluated about how many tickets and how many arrests they make there's always going to be an adversarial relationship between the police and the community. It, it just is. That's the only part right. we'll get
1: to the the the, the fucking quotas.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and nobody will never admit a quota. My department forever never admitted a quota. But my sergeant told me you better get this many arrests or this many tickets. Uh, you had to do something. You had to what what they used to call. You know, other departments may call it different. And and, and I'll say this, you know, a lot of people are going to hear this. A lot of police officers and police departments are going to hear us and say, well, we don't do that. Okay, well, that's fine. You can say that. I know better. But anyway, (laughs) uh, uh, so let me hear. Let let me say why. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this again. Uh, What this adversarial relationship does. So let's just say this. Let's let's say I got 20 police officers working today in my precinct i got 20. Uh, now, you got to remember in the city of Birmingham, there's four precincts. So i got 20, and the other precincts have got 20 also. So there's 80 of police officers working, right? And their job is, is, is to go out there, as one guy told me, get low-hanging fruit, and I about blew up when I did it But here's what happened. So, so I'm evaluating them on uh, uh, how many tickets they write, and how many people they arrest. I'm not evaluating them on how much crime they prevented or whatever. So, so what do they do? So they go out and stop the, uh, and, and I told my precinct this, and I got up and told them we're not going to do this anymore because it's wrong. But here's what we do. We, we stop somebody for an expired uh, tag, right? Turns out it's a single mother. She's got two kids in the car, and what she's doing is she's taking her kids to her mother's house because she's got a job that at, uh, you know, at, at she's got to be at 11 o'clock at night. So my officer pulls it over for her expired tag. Well, why does she have an expired tag? Well, she got an expired tag because she can't afford to get the tag. That's why she got an expired tag. So, so what my guy does, my police officer, doing what, what he thinks he's supposed to be doing and what, what everybody else thinks they're supposed to be doing. To it, Cause I got to have a tag too, right? But well, yep. he writes her a ticket for her expired tag, sends her on the way. Well, here's the deal. She, she, ends up being late at work and everything. Hopefully she doesn't get fired because it took 20 minutes because he ran through the computer. The computers were down that day. You know, the, all this stuff is real-life stuff, guys. So anyway, so we write her a ticket. And and really all she has to do to not pay the ticket is to go get the tag. But guess what? She can't go get a tag or she'd have the tag already. Oh, and I forgot the other part, too. He wrote a ticket for not having insurance because you can't have insurance if you don't have a tag, right? So we write her two tickets, send her on away. Well... You know, once everybody gets a ticket, there's a court date on your ticket, right? Yeah. So the court date is generally about a month away. Sometimes it's two months away, whatever it is. She don't have the money because she's barely making enough money working her minimum wage job and, you know, taking care of her kids and providing for them, putting gas in, a, in, a, in that car she has and to, you know, get her around. So what does she do? She doesn't go to court, right? Because she doesn't go to court because she can't pay the fine. Right. So she doesn't go to court. So the court laughs. And what happens when you don't go to court, guys, they come you get, get a warrant, court. Yeah, <laughs> you get a warrant, right? You get a warrant outstanding for you. But you know what? We don't tell you you don't have you got a warrant outstanding for you because it's a minor thing. So what happens is she's still driving around. And now my guy, three months later, he's driving around and lo and behold, there's that. You know, she he stops the car again. And guess what? She don't have a tax. Right. I mean, the tag still expired. So he pulls her over for the expired tag, runs her name through the computer and lo and behold, she's got two arrest warrants out for her, for those two tickets that she didn't pay. Right. So he holds her off to jail. And then what happens now is she's sure. got to come up with money. She's got to start calling mama. she got to start calling her friends to get herself bailed out of jail because if she don't get out of jail, gonna lose her she's going to lose her job, exactly. right? She's going to lose her job and she's afraid she's going to lose her kids. And, 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 and so what that does is is create a, a, a downward spiral for her and, and her family. And, and so, and, and I'm going to be real, uh, not, uh, 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 not politically correct, and I'll just say this. So what we've done is made a criminal out of her, and her only crime was she was poor.
1: That's crazy. Uh, does, that's, that's usually how it
2: goes. <laughs> and that's exactly how it goes. Yes, you're exactly right. So if you want to know why if my officers want to know why people are nervous when you pull them over, that's the scenario right there and that's a real world scenario and anybody who tells you it's not is being disingenuous or they're lying so so anyway, so we got to quit that I used so so when I figured that out and it took me years to figure that out, I told my officers to quit doing that. I didn't tell them to quit stopping people. But I, I told them to quit writing those tickets for the people that they know can't afford those tickets, and not only that, when they when they when they stopped those people and and ran them, and there was a warrant for uh, whatever, long as it wasn't a serious one, it's it, we call them here a, a, a forfeitures. They just did you know they didn't go to court, so. Uh, they, they got an arrest for failure to appear. is really what it is. Very minor, cause it's always in ninety percent of the time it's traffic violations and stuff like that. I told my guys quit putting those people in jail. I don't want you to take them to jail. Tell them they got a warrant. Tell them to go down to the municipal court in the next week or so and take care of it. But I didn't want them guys taking jail because it just took too long, by the way. And there was no need to do it. There's no need to compound all the issues that they already have.
1: And, and like I said, you, you dealing with something minor like that. You're missing out on something that might be something major to to, to deal with.
2: And that was my point. That's exactly what I was telling them. I didn't want them wasting three hours in jail for for something so minor when I needed them out on the street, like you said, trying to prevent other stuff. So you're exactly right. So, uh, uh, So that's Jerry Wiley's way of policing. I don't think that's everybody's way of policing, but that's how I did it. Uh, and that's how one of my officers do it. I still think I still talk to them. I still think they do some of that. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Jerry Wiley's not the head of the police of all over the nation. And here's a I forgot. I wanted to, you you was mentioning about uh, the, the discrepancies between police departments in one jurisdiction and even police officers in the same jurisdiction. You got you got to remember this. And I don't think a lot of people understand this. You know, there's like eighteen thousand police departments in this country, 18,000 with 18 different, 18,000 different rules and regulations, a way to do things. Yes, there there are some some nationwide standards, but not only is, and I'll tell you what is crazy. My precinct was different than the other precincts because I ran my shift. I mean, my precinct a different way than another captain ran there. So even within the same police department, You'll get a different policing strategy. Uh, so, so that's where you get those discrepancies. Uh, that goes back to all the little kingdoms we talk about. Everybody wants to be in charge of their own little police department, in their own little city, so everybody does things differently. Because uh, I remember watching, I was watching live PD one time, and I and I found out in the listening sessions that we did with the police department as part of the national initiative, a lot of people would, would give their stories about their interactions with the police and, and, and come to find out maybe was with the Birmingham Police Department maybe it was, was Homewood Police Department or it was another police department but, but here's what I found out in those listening sessions the public doesn't see a distinction. They think all the police are the same. Yeah. You know, and so do think that, yep. there, Same, same you know, cars, same uniforms to me. Yeah. Same.
1: 100
2: so, so I'll give you a funny story. I was watching live PD before they shut down. It might have been last year, and they were arresting some lady out on the west west side of the country. And I remember her saying that as they're interviewing, her, she goes, I don't know why you guys keep changing uniforms. Somebody stopped me the other day. They had a blue uniform on. You got this brown uniform. I don't know why y'all keep changing uniforms. Can't you have all the same? Well, she's being stopped by different police departments. But to her, like we just said, the police are the police, right? And I, and I think that's what a lot of people think, that all the police, and they should. They all should work under the same standards, uh, just unfortunately because of all these individualisms among these cities and everything. Uh and it's different, and it's a lot different with sheriff's offices, by the way, because the sheriff has to get elected, so he's got to do certain things to make it look like he's tough on crime. Or she, uh, police chiefs are on a little different. Things are more answerable to mayors. So, there's Jerry Wiley's rant on uh, police need to be a little bit more kinder and gentler. Let me just say that.
1: Yeah, man, Jerry, we sure do. Uh, we sure do appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this, man. This is like i said with the, with the current stuff going on even with that, that's been going on you know what i'm saying it was nice to hear from a you know what i'm saying a cop, a cop that, that has so much experience and been in it so long That yep. was a was an actual captain and a head of a, a, a of, of a team so we appreciate you coming on man and, and mm-hmm. giving us your your opinion and your facts about the stuff that we we've we been having questions about I and mean, we even even just a dialogue between between us it, it man, this is a better episode than I thought it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's just we need more more of this between cops and and you know what I'm saying. Just yeah. just in the community. citizens in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, man. Because we're all the same.
2: We all want the same thing.
1: Exactly. We all want to be safe. We all I mean, want to make it home. You,
0: right. you alluded Absolutely. to, it, you know, at the beginning of the episode, you said we all just want somewhere safe to live. Uh, and make it home and I, As long as we can get on one accord Until we can get on one accord Between the various police officers Different forces and the community It's going to be tough to achieve So I think this is definitely step one In the right direction Now we just need to do it on a broader scale
2: uh, Absolutely and, and, and to be frank with you guys there, There's a lot more of, of, of people who think like me Around police departments mm-hmm. That are doing a lot of good work uh, maybe not enough, uh, but we got to start somewhere. And just because, let me just say this just because the task is hard doesn't mean we shouldn't be taking on the task. So,
1: facts, yes, sir. Fact. Well, I appreciate it, right? I got something else to, to uh to ask them?
0: No, nah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm our listeners are no stranger to you know how I am when it comes to law enforcement, and you <laughs> kind of opened up with some things that. I had no idea about, you know, uh, just going back to Nixon and really just, you know, how how drugs were policed for different communities, such as, you know, the blacks, as they said, and the uh, the, the hippies, uh, yep. just the yep. um, So I really had no idea about that. I'm, I'm definitely gonna go uh, do my research on that and just learn a little bit more about that uh, because our past has definitely shaped our future. And until we decide that, you know, our past was shitty, we're going to be in the same situation. So uh, I definitely appreciate, appreciate all your insight on that. Um, And shit, I'm grateful for it.
2: Well, again, I appreciate the opportunity to talk and, and, and have frank conversations. Uh, I'm not, uh, I don't shy away from criticism. I think a lot of the criticism is, is warranted. Uh, and, 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 and uh, you know, maybe, maybe sometime in the future, fortunately, if, if things kick off the way I think they might kick off pretty soon, maybe we need to have some more conversations. i make one prediction. Before we go, I'll make one prediction. This latest incident uh, in Wisconsin,
1: yeah.
2: it's taken too long. Yeah. they're going to they're determine that's going to be a justifiable shooting. I'm just letting
1: y'all know. Uh, I already, when it takes as long as it's doing, just like the same thing that happened in Kentucky, it's just taking too long. Just just like yeah. what happened in Baton Rouge, it took too long. We we know we know what it takes too long. What, what that means. Yeah,
0: it's more because, so. A, if, to me, it feels like a PR move. Like,
1: okay, well, how are we going to get in front of this bad press? That yeah, it, it, the just, yeah. They, they, well, they blame it on well, let's guys, let's investigate. But, you know what I'm saying? Right. They, that, that's the excuse for taking so long.
2: Yeah, and. and. And hopefully it'll die down, but it's not going to die down. And and they know they're going to have some unrest. So I I would suspect that if they came out with a decision to not charge the officers, there's probably going to be a lead up to get, you know, law enforcement around the area more prepared. Well, of course. Uh, I I remember way back uh, on O.J. Simpson stuff, we got— uh, notices, uh, from, from, I, I want to say it was the FBI saying there was a verdict coming out of Los Angeles. Everybody be, needs to be prepared because they didn't know the verdict was, uh, yep. turns, out, turns out they let OJ go, but, uh, you know, they, they were, we nationwide, uh, police departments were prepared for some civil unrest in case OJ Simpson was found guilty. So, so that happens a lot. My guess is, uh, they'll do the same thing and I hate it. I've watched that 14-minute video. The, 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 it, just like all these cases, we didn't get into all this, but all these cases where where there's the these uh, bad shootings, lack of a better phrase, all precipitated itself because of poor police tactics. Uh, y'all mentioned the Baton Rouge thing. That was really, really bad tactics there in Baton Rouge. Uh this guy who just most recently—that uh, was bad tactics. Uh, if you want to say he got in the car and there was a knife in the car, so therefore I had to shoot him. We well, shouldn't let him get to the car to the beginning.
1: And, and that was my thing too. It, the thing is, I'm gonna, I, I forgot the question, but I, I can ask you now. Before we got more time, we keep it going. <laughs> the the thing with the with the de escalation, I think that's that needs to be intimate. That needs to be focused on more. The de escalation part of the arrival, especially when it's domestic violence or when it's a call about a fight or when it's a call. Because when, when, when it's a call about like that, tempers are already on edge, regardless yeah. of the situation. The the, the 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 person you're coming to see is already he's They're already on edge from whatever situation that's, that's, that's going on now. So the de-escalation part needs to be... And like I said, if you have a guy, you know that... And, and you have a... Detain him, at least for that... If, I, I, look, look, man, if I'm, if I'm on edge, I... I detain me from doing something that that would result in either me getting hurt more or bringing more torches to myself or me getting yeah. shot and killed detain me before before you you know what I'm saying <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I remember that yeah. then, then, then getting shot or getting killed or, or whatever take me to jail for whatever yeah. and later on yeah. the charges get dropped yeah. it, it, it is what it is Other than, you know what I'm saying just that like I said they had the they had the for that situation they had the option to take him down or tase him or whatever before it even got that far. Like you said, it was this bad, you know what I'm saying, police yeah. and bad tactics.
2: Bad tactics. You look at a lot of these things and, and they all lead back to bad tactics. But, uh, again, guys, I know you're running out of time. I, I appreciate you giving me a voice. I'm, uh, uh, hopefully uh, I, I've shed a little bit of light. And, and again, when you hear from your, uh, your listeners and everything, if you've got some follow-up questions for me, Fire them out to me. You know how to get a hold of me now, and, uh, and 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 I'm willing to help out any way I can.
1: Thank you. We out. We out.